Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're back on Monday on this edition of Fantasy Sports Today. A wild finish with the late afternoon games in the NFL yesterday and also a major fantasy injury that could derail your fantasy season. We'll help walk you through it. Fantasy Sports Today starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. Sean Guastamacchia producing this show as well today. You can follow Joe on Twitter at JoePizzapia17. You can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish. And Joe, uh, you know, certainly the fantasy football landscape last week was focused on the quarterbacks. And so I'm sure that we'll get heavily into this today. But uh, even another injury happening yesterday to the number one overall pick in fantasy. So we got a lot to get to here on the show and try to work through some of the issues. But obviously, there was a lot of positive to see yesterday as well. Oh, absolutely. Look, the the number one thing that we talked about yesterday on the TV show uh, at the end of Roto Experts in the Morning, which was uh, we always do three now, the things we're looking forward to most of seeing on this Sunday. And for me, the last thing was the quarterbacks, these young quarterbacks coming in there. Who's going to rally around these young quarterbacks? Which teams are going to show out? Which teams are going to show up? And uh, some of them had some tall tasks ahead of them. Well, one of the, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater also playing in Seattle. Certainly a tough one. Daniel Jones making his debut. But yeah, I mean, on top of which you had a marquee matchup between those two guys over in Kansas City. This is as much as injuries suck for the NFL and it sucks for fantasy owners. It's amazing to see this youth movement continue to move forward in the NFL where we're getting young players coming in right away and making significant impacts in the league. And that's something that historically at the quarterback position, we really didn't see as much of, but that's changed in the last 10 years. And uh, we've seen it happen in the wide receiver position. And then, and it's great. It's great because you want to continue to build new stars, especially some when some of your old stars are uh, losing their mind and getting uh, released from teams over and over again. So it's, it was a fun day of football, especially in the afternoon, as you and I talked about before the show, the afternoon games really got going. Ah, the one o'clock's miss. So, so, but the 4 PM games, a lot of fun football there. Yeah, there was. And and you hit it right there with the quarterbacks. And we'll get into the rookies in a minute. But the second year guys in the, faced off against each other yesterday with Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. I, I suppose that kind of lived up to the billing for the most part. Both quarterbacks played well. But right now, Joe, like the Chiefs are just a buzzsaw at this point. I mean, I mean, Baltimore did come back and cover that spread. And I, I think that's important to mention, because, again, when you're looking at the ATS at the end of the year, you're going to look at that as a win for the Ravens, but it is so dangerous right now to basically, first of all, start any fantasy defense. I started the Ravens. I figured, ah, you know, I can just give them another, you know, the Ravens are good defense. I'll start them this week. I'll get my three or four points and then I'll start them against bad teams the rest of the way. Oh, that was a big mistake, man. I I just, yeah, I mean, we're looking, we're looking at basically two teams in the AFC in new England and Kansas city, that if you face those two teams and you face players on those two teams, you better have yourself in fantasy 120, 130 points minimum because the way that Mahomes is playing right now, 
This is back-to-back years of him looking like the MVP. Well, look, I I, I know I, I sound like a broken record here, but he is the best quarterback in football. It wasn't Andrew Luck. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers. It's not Tom Brady. It's Patrick Mahomes, and it's not close. And anyone who kept screaming about the regression of Patrick Mahomes, I'm telling you, did not watch enough Patrick Mahomes play snap to snap. I'm talking about the people who watched highlight reels. I'm talking about the people who just were stat nerds. Watch this man play the position of quarterback. He plays it as if he is, he, it's like a video game or something. He is like a different avatar that all of a sudden you've dialed all of the pieces up to 99 on the Madden codes. And he's just 99 at everything. And he can do everything and make plays that nobody else can. And as much of a gunslinger as he can be, I think he's more responsible with the football by far than a young Brett Favre, but he's got that same mentality that he can make every play. And I'll tell you what, this one got close at the end there. You're right. Lamar Jackson did a heck of a job here. And that Kansas City defense is still very suspect. You're right. I Also in the sense, the AFC, I think, comes down to two teams. It comes down to New England right now, and it comes down to Kansas City. And which one of these teams is going to have home field advantage is going to impact it huge because I think it's a tall order for New England to go in there a second time and beat them in Kansas City. They do play each other later in the year. I want to say that game is in New England. I have to check. But let me tell you, it's going to be a spectacular thing to watch these two teams play football. But that defense needs to play better. It needs to play better because the Patriots defense is playing at a very high level. I think they're the best defense in the AFC right now. And I don't think it's up for discussion. I know they haven't played the best quarterbacks yet. I get that. But if you look at the fact that they've shut out their opponents in the first half for the last six games they played, that makes it real easy to win football games. And, and the Baltimore Ravens defense, I keep telling everybody too, CJ Mosley's not there anymore. Terrell Suggs isn't there anymore. When you lose all that leadership, all that talent, it takes a lot to come back from that, Craig. And it's going to take a little while for some of these younger players to kind of get up to speed here in what they want to do. Baltimore's defense is not what they were last year, five years ago, or 10 years ago. It's just not the same core guys. Yep. The problem is in fantasy is that no defenses, for the most part, are really scoring on defense. Very There was, up until yesterday, there was no kickoff return for a touchdown. So yeah, to, to crazy, me, it, didn't, right? it didn't matter to me. I'm like, ah, I'll just play the Ravens. What's the worst thing that can happen? Well, I got the worst thing that can happen pretty much mm-hmm. yesterday. And so that ended up costing me in one of my leagues. Uh, last week, we talked about Daniel Jones on the show. So you've got him now in a bunch of leagues and stashed him. Mm-hmm. He looks great. Of, I mean, better than I could have ever imagined. So that clearly was the right call, having him on your team. Uh, I don't think a lot of owners played him yesterday, but first of all, Giants fans, first and foremost, congratulations to them because it looks like they got a quarterback. That's the most important thing. <laughs> From a fantasy perspective, he looked, he had basically the best rookie start you could ever have in terms of fantasy. On the road, no less. Yeah. It, it, now, again, against Tampa Bay, a team that I'm not a big fan of, but I'll still give him all the credit in the world. Uh, the question goes moving forward is that without Barkley, and we'll get into that as well, does Jones immediately become QB1? at this point, like 11th or 12th, or, I mean, this is a really tough, uh, listen, if Barkley was there, Joe, I'd be like, wow, Daniel Jones got to start him this week. Now, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Uh, it's it's difficult because you don't want to add the quarterback and lose the running back, especially a running back as good That's as he so is. That's so tough. It's very tough. And this would also be another consensus or number one overall guy in the last couple of years that we keep losing, which, which sucks because if we lose Barkley this year for an extended period, last year he lost Gurley oh, for an extended period. Oh, it's you, not it. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, as, as, as the, <laughs> as the news continues to trickle in today, but Le- Le'Veon Bell didn't play an entire season last year either. So it's, it's very difficult. You look ahead to the, the games that they have, they play Washington at home, Great Minnesota matchup. at home. Then no, they've got, yeah. yeah. And then they've got the Patriots in new England. Yeah, which is, so exactly. So it's, things are going to get tougher for Daniel Jones there next week's going to be, I think a really nice homecoming for him. The only positive is you're getting golden tape back during that time too. So that is at least a, a step in the right direction. It's going to be more pass heavy. So there is a thought process out there. You can make that. Well, 
okay, he's going to have to throw the ball more. We'll see what happens if the volume is good enough to make up for the potential deficits of not having Saquon Barkley, but it's a slippery slope. I think as a Giants fan, the thing you could take away from that is that fourth and, you know, when when they were down there, when he ran in 15 yards for that touchdown at the end of that game there, that was something that Eli Manning, I don't think even could have the impetus to do, let alone the ability athletically to pull off. When you see a quarterback make a play like that in a big spot, have the vision, the guts to do it, that to me was everything. That's what you get excited about. You go, wow, this is going to be a potentially very different Giants offense going forward for years to come, you would hope. And yeah, it's only Tampa, but still winning your start as a rookie, the first time out of the gate on the oh, road yeah. anywhere no no is tough. So good yeah. for him. Good for the Giants. Bad news on Barkley. It's like you one step up and two steps back. Yeah, if Barkley would have been there, he would have been, oh man, I would have regretted not taking, because I drafted Eli Manning in a league and I'm kicking myself that I don't have this guy. But then after... um Barkley went down. I thought, ah, I probably wouldn't have played him anyway. Uh, Real quick, Joe, uh, if anybody played better than Daniel Jones, honestly, it may have been Kyle Allen. Wow, that was a huge surprise. I don't care who that was against yesterday. This kid looked amazing. Four touchdown passes against Arizona. And by the way, getting near the red zone, converting every single time in the red zone, too. And and look, I'm secretly hoping in one of my leagues that Newton doesn't come back and play this week. I mean, I don't know how that you could sit Newton for this kid, but man, it looks like they got a kid here in Kyle Allen. I don't know if it's a hot take, man, but are the Panthers better with Kyle Allen playing quarterback? Than I would Newton play him this point? week. I would play him this week. In this I week. agree with you. I, I got to know too. I've been dying to know how this all worked out with your superflex when we come back. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll, yeah, we'll get into that. We actually have uh, we have a lot to get to here on the show, so let's do this. We'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports today. When we come back, we got the opening drive. We'll go through some things that happened in football. Also a little baseball as well. Joe Pizzapia along with Craig Mish will be back on Fantasy Sports today after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're a plus rated with a bbb so if you feel scammed get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed call n-o-w 800-804-7060 that's 800-804-7060 what's your irs problem Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. 
we'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents First play from scrimmage The opening drive The first play of the game From the opening play And all the way for a touchdown And welcome back It is Fantasy Sports Today Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia It is time for the opening <laughs> drive Here on Fantasy Sports Today Nice Don't Let me not mask my enthusiasm For losses across the board In all of my fantasy leagues this week. Oh my gosh What an awful <laughs> so that's week a, was. So this is punch drunk Is this what we are? Oh my gosh so How did the guillotine work out With the quarterback situation? I, I, did you I, get well, Allen? I did and I won But, but oh, we'll, I love but, it But we'll get to that in a little That's the only That's the only thing I have to be proud of today Nothing else uh, let's get started. First down. Okay, three of the new five quarterbacks win, unless I'm missing something here. Uh, Allen, uh, I give him an A. Daniel Jones, I give him an A. Uh, mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater, I give him a B. Uh, yeah, and then and then in the losses, Josh Rosen, I probably give him a C plus. I don't know it was his fault. And honestly, Joe, of the five, Rudolph was the one to me <laughs> that I'm really worried about. I don't know. He didn't look good at all to me. But that's where I'll start here with first down. What do you got? All right, uh, we'll go in reverse order then with Rudolph. Let's be negative first. We'll leave on a high note. Uh, There was a tall order, again, going on the road, making a first start, because the 49ers' defense has played well. The question was, they haven't played against very good competition, so how good are they? And I think we have a better idea that, hey, maybe they are better than we realize, and it's something to consider going forward. Josh Rosen in a terrible spot there. At least they put some points on the board, right? It's hard to indict indict him on that one. I I can't. I think this... Would you give him a C-plus? Is that what you give him? Or just C? Yeah, C-plus. I think a C-plus. I'm throw the offensive line. (laughs) I think you take that to the bank and you go, okay. You know, because Josh Rosen, I keep telling everybody this, Josh Rosen is playing for a career now. Ryan Fitzpatrick was just trying to get out there and keep playing and keep his his NFL career alive. Whereas Rosen really talk about going from bad to worse in your situations. I don't know if I've ever seen a situation where a quarterback drafted that high has gone from such an awful first year situation to a worse one with a different team ever in my whole life. I don't think this, this is like an NFL precedent here. And Rosen is trying to do everything he can that whether or not he's on the Dolphins next year to show that he could be a backup somewhere or maybe be even a starter somewhere. If somebody says, wow, you know, if you give this kid a line as a actual players, he might not be so bad because the scouting reports were pretty positive on him. Uh, Bridgewater, I agree with that grade because I think the defense kind of did the yeoman's work there. Wouldn't you agree yesterday? A Camara in the defense. It's kind of like uh, pretty much. You know, that, yeah. 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 And and Allen, we already talked about Allen and Jones. I'm not going to, you know, keep replaying. A, the a on both of them. I A on both of them. But my thing with Cam Newton is this, and the quarterback position, it's important to make the throws. It's important to execute all these things. It's also important that when you get into the huddle, that the guys around you believe in you and your focus and your level of, of passion and commitment to what's going on. And the, the constant dragging of the feet and the constant, all these things that Cam Newton, that negativity that kind of swirls around him and the attitude, to me, it's just not something at that position you can get away with. You can get away with it at wide receiver or you can get away with it on the defensive end. But as a quarterback, I don't know, man. I think this was a breath of fresh air for this team. And if he plays again next week and he wins, I'm not saying it's a quarterback controversy, but 
You yeah, can. It's quarterback controversy. Yeah, no, you can. <laughs> if he plays again and wins next week, it's a different story, too. Who do they play next week? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I, I don't think I'll I do. To, I got to check. Sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll check while you look while at While I'm talking, you'll, uh, yeah. you'll check. All right, so speaking of uh, speaking of Mason Rudolph, uh, second down, the 49ers turn the ball over five times and win. If I'm not mistaken, that hasn't happened in like 50 years in the NFL. Um, I, I honestly was not impressed with either team yesterday, Joe, in that game. Um, I, I thought the 49ers did not play particularly well. I thought the Steelers, I think the Steelers are in very big trouble. And, very. And, and I think that at this point, I would fade both teams probably moving forward. But I, that's just a wacky stat, man. Five times and you still win? Like, no team should turn over the ball five times and win. But that just shows you how bad Pittsburgh was yesterday. Yeah, I don't think the Steelers are bad. I think the Steelers are done. Can we just put a fork in them already? It seems I know it's way. only week three, seems but they way. are. Yeah, well, how much, you know, I listen, saying, Rudolph, how much talent can you remove? Rudolph in this spread offense at Oklahoma State with all these great wide receivers and them running the ball like wild is good. But when you get into the NFL and it's a pro-style offense and you don't have guys that are just wide open by five yards, um, it's a problem. And, and, and again, look, so after us doing the show last week, I'm like, okay, I, mean, I got to make sure that I watch this and see if there was something that I missed. And the answer was no. I mean, his best pass, Joe, uh, their cornerback went out, and they put this guy Verrett in. Oh, my gosh, he got burned twice really bad. It's the only reason why Pittsburgh stayed in the game. Another pass was right over the middle to Juju, and he ran all the way. So I, if I have Mason, like, he, by the way, he, I would put Mason Rudolph ahead of Josh Rosen. But if I'm choosing between all of the rookie quarterbacks, Joe, I may even choose Josh Allen over Mason Rudolph. Like, I, I put him like Josh or Kyle Allen, where you, I mean, both. neither is rookies. So both. Okay, I, I got him at the bottom of all the quarterbacks, man. Like, I don't think he's 32 out of 32, but I think he's like 29, 30 out of 32. He's definitely down in that conversation for sure right now. Now, look, the good news is things get better for him next week. He's at home against Cincinnati, but it doesn't matter. It, it goes back to that bigger point, which is the Steelers right now, when you take away the quarterback, forget it. When you take away a franchise quarterback, most teams in the NFL are done, period. But then you take away the franchise running back, the franchise wide receiver, I know they tried to get yeah, it, well. They much. try to get younger on defense, but at times I think we can both agree that the youth shows on their defensive side of the football because they they've gotten younger, they've gotten faster, which is great, but they've also gotten younger, and I think we need to, to recognize that this whole team. And you can blame some of it on Mike Tomlin, but I think you have to blame some of it also on you know the higher ups in the scouting department too. And James Conner, I I don't know how much I want to blame James Conner's performance on James Conner, but this was another guy in that Damian Williams grouping that I just felt terrified of that I refused to draft in the first round. I refused to draft in the second round because I just couldn't get a beat on what he was last year. He had some really good games and some other games that were a little questionable. I know some people bought all the way in, uh, by the way, to answer the earlier question, the Panthers next week go on the road to Houston. So if you win that game, that's a huge game. Yeah, that's a that's huge W there. That's a tough one for him. Yeah, and and I and I probably uh, agree on all accounts. Although we'll really never know with Connor. I don't think it's his fault at this point. I mean, that's every, what I mean. It's tough to gauge. Every but, team uh, now is going to be like, okay, let's just stop him and see what happens. And by the way, Vance McDonald uh, got hurt very early on in that game, which killed. No, him. not Vance McDonald. <laughs> it's killed Pittsburgh yesterday. He had no one to throw to over the middle. So uh, we'll see if Rudolph gets any better. On third down, we've got thirteen catches apiece. For two different players yesterday, Keenan Allen, who once a year does this, should know that by now, and yes, uh, and Darren Waller, <laughs> the uh, tight end for the uh, Oakland Raiders, and I hope everybody played him yesterday because I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen with Waller. I mean, he is the only target they have. If teams do not make the adjustment yeah. to this guy moving forward, like hopefully you cashed in on that game yesterday. If I'm any defensive coordinator, 
that I am just I am immediately eliminating him from the game. I think the Raiders could get annihilated the rest of the season if they could take this kid away. He's the only dynamic player they have on their entire offense. Well, I like Josh Jacobs too. I, I, I oh, will, my just, only counterpoint is that this guy. they're always going to be behind. So, in terms of volume, I actually don't know if you want to sell Waller because I think they're just going to keep trying and trying to get him the football, and that's a good thing. Uh, I think you stop the Raiders by stopping the run game and let Derek Carr and Waller try to beat you, which I don't think is a possible task. I, I totally understand what you're saying, and you're not wrong with what you're saying at all. I'm just saying from a fantasy perspective and garbage time and things like that, they're going to have to throw. They're going to be behind because that defense is terrible. So why not keep trying to force the football to Waller, which is great because this was another free guy who it's a great oh, story. Yeah. You yeah, know, all these true. things. We yeah. love this. It's a position that desperately needs some help. And Waller certainly, I wouldn't sell on Waller. I would just be happy you have him because tight end is bad. Yeah, there's, <laughs> not, there's not much that, else you can do if you have him. Right. Um, but no, I, you, you hold, I, you I hold and you enjoy the garbage time. I think Jacobs ends up being a bust at his position at the end of the season in fantasy. And it's not really his fault. It's just the Raiders no. are not good. And that's it. Uh, all right. Fourth down real quick. Uh, over the weekend, you rarely see this, Joe, in the in history of baseball. The St. Louis Cardinals go into Wrigley and win four games in a row and send the Cubs packing basically for the season. A little bit later in the show, we'll talk about the possibilities. But, Joe, I think that this is the end for Joe Madden in Chicago. It shouldn't be, though. I mean, I understand people are unhappy because of the losses. I understand that. But when you're winning 90-something games every year, he's won the World Series there, which is something that nobody thought anybody could do. What's what's the what's the uptick? Do the players have the players revolted against him? This is the hard thing with managing anything. Eventually, no matter how good you are, the I guess it just falls on deaf ears, which is why when I think you look to some of the, the in, you know, in baseball, it's like guys like what Earl Weaver, right, who managed forever. I'm trying to think of who some of the other guys. I mean, Joe Torre was there forever. It's just you have to constantly win championships and then you can kind of sit back and, and rest on the laurels. But I mean, is it are we that far removed from the Cubs championship where Joe Madden doesn't get a pass here? I mean, Dombrowski got fired, you know. Like well, that was it. stupid, too, don't yeah. you think? No, no, it happened. It's idiotic. Sure. We'll get into more get baseball a little bit later in the show. Coming up next, we start recapping the games in fantasy. Joe Pizapia, Craig Mish, don't go away. Two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. The Monday Replay. Help you get number. The Monday Replay. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Do you want two risk-free bets of up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet Sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID, and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you're playing tonight's NFL game and you bet the Bears minus 5.5 and and they beat the Redskins by 10 points, you'll receive 10 times your stake. That's PointsBet.com slash GRID. Enter promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today gambling problem make sure that you handle that and again eligibility restrictions apply you must be 21 years or older and live in new jersey all right joe pizapia craig mish and back with you here on fantasy sports today let's get things started with some of our little fantasy capsules here on the program and joe will start off with the game that everybody wanted to watch yesterday and it more or less lived up to the billing chiefs and ravens the chiefs win by five so the ravens do cover that spread although late uh, Patrick Mahomes, three more touchdowns. Miko Hardman, good game. He had a touchdown. Uh, LaShawn McCoy ended up scoring, even though he looked like he was iffy for the game. Damian Williams did not play. Uh, Darwin Thompson was almost a complete zero in this one. And I, and honestly, in fantasy, I think that he could be a cuttable player at this point. It doesn't look like they're going to focus on him maybe until next year. On the side of Baltimore, Mark Ingram, you could make the case, was the best running back in all of fantasy yesterday. Three touchdowns. No touchdown passes for Lamar Jackson, but he did rush for 50, and he puts up 15 points in the fourth quarter. The reliable options like Brown and Andrews were down in this game for the most part, Joe. It was really all Kansas City and Ingram. I mean, that was basically yeah. it in this game. Well, how about that rushing touchdown on Lamar Jackson, too? I mean, that would look straight out of one of the college highlights they had, because I know you know what I'm talking about, where he would just start breaking guys off and making these runs, and you're like, wow, what is that? And then he's like still upright by the end of the run, and everyone's just making contact with him, but it doesn't matter. Um, and yeah, Mark Ingram, you know, it's so funny. Everyone's like, oh, Mark Ingram's toast. Mark Ingram's washed up. Mark Ingram's boring, sucks, blah, blah, blah. There's Mark Ingram, three touchdowns, 16 carries for 103. 
It's a pretty good day as far as I'm concerned. Pretty good value. Where'd you get him in like the fourth round? I, I just, I, I don't understand it. I'll never understand why everybody hates Mark Ingram. It's, I, I was so frustrated with Sean Payton's use of Mark Ingram. And then when Kamara showed up, I knew that it was going to get even more frustrating. Yet Mark Ingram still finished as an RB1 the first year that Ingram and Kamara were kind of working in that tandem. So as far as your your assessment of Thompson, I think you're right. Uh, the Miko Hardman performance yesterday, it just makes me scratch my head and say, what the hell are you doing giving Tyreek Hill all that money? Why don't you take that money and go spend it on some defensive players? Why don't you take that money and keep investing in the offensive line to keep this kid, Patrick Mahomes, safe from any defenders? Because I don't understand when you have a quarterback this good and weapons that are good enough, clearly, to continue to sort points, why you would invest so much in a player like T- Tyreek Hill, who already has so much questionable off-the-field stuff. I don't know, man. I don't get it at all. Uh, well, um, you know, Antonio, you like the Antonio Brown there for a minute, though. So, the little, uh... I, 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 again, with the investment, do I think they should invest in Antonio Brown? No, they shouldn't. That's a bad investment for the Chiefs. The Chiefs' deficit is the defense. Tyreek Hill's a dynamic player, but I, I, under, I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying he's not, but what I'm saying is, so is Odell Beckham. How did that investment go for well, the Well, they Giants? could still trade for Ramsey if they decided to do that. That would change your opinion of that, right? If they got if they got Ramsey him. would certainly help, but I don't, I don't think Jalen Ramsey's going anywhere. <laughs> like, oh, Doug well, Marone's going to well, be gone before Jalen Ramsey. Oh, they announced today he's not going to play until he's traded. So... We'll see what happens with him. Um, but anyway, uh, this week, uh, really interesting games here. Uh, Kansas City against Detroit and Baltimore against Cleveland. I mean, these two teams could still put up some good offense this week. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, in the game that was probably the most exciting finish yesterday, I think so, late field goal try dooms Tampa Bay. Uh, Bruce Arians said, uh, said that he moved his kicker back, Matt Gay, at the end of the game to make the field goal easier. And this is the genius at quarterback? Wow. Okay. 63 total points. Great performances on both sides for the Giants. Daniel Jones, of course, is great. Four combined touchdowns. He was awesome. Got everything and more that you could have asked for him. Uh, Evan Ingram was also fantastic. He is going to be good moving forward, too. Good to see Sterling Shepard back. And a very big win and a very big game. But, of course, Barkley is out. And so it looks like it could be the Wayne Gallman show again. Gallman has looked good and bad at some times, but he'll be the number one pickup in all of fantasy this week if he's unowned. Uh, Mike Evans broke out in a big way. Huge first half, three touchdowns there, then did nothing until like the last play of the game. He ended up with a huge stat line, eight for 190. O.J. Howard finally showed up a little bit, got nine fantasy points. Okay, hey, so that's good for him. I missed it. I'm sorry. I said double digits. I missed it by half You're a point. By one so, point. Yeah. Uh, G- Godwin uh, was silent. Ronald Jones was okay. But in a 63-point performance, Evans seemed to make up for everything that he didn't do in the first two weeks. And uh, and of course, Daniel Jones hopefully will be added by, you know, everybody in every league. But I think, Joe, the big question is with Barkley out now, uh, where do the Giants go at running back? And can this guy, this kid, Wayne Gallman, who got his opportunity a couple of years ago, didn't really make the most of it, looked OK, no. uh, but they used some other guys there, if I'm not mistaken, even yeah. with him and behind him. So Wayne, Wayne Gallman, yeah, it was like the Paul Perkins era. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne Gallman's not a thing, I don't think. I mean, if you're desperate for running back, OK, I can understand it. But Darius Slayton also had a very good game in this one, too, and he was. Uh, got a fair amount of action too. five targets, got three of them for 82. So that's another guy. If you're in deeper leagues, maybe this is a player that Jones feels comfortable with. So you got to take advantage of these things early on, like the shark thing with Minshew first shot out of the gate there. And, uh, you know, with Mike Evans, Mike Evans was literally ill and like practically on, you know, <laughs> like I, he was on all kinds of antibiotics, all these things to try to play week one. Then he had the short week. 
And I saw people everywhere yesterday saying, oh, my God, FML, I can't believe I benched Mike Evans. Why would you ever bench Mike Evans, especially against the Giants defense? I don't understand this. These are people who overreact. If you drafted a player in the first three rounds, you cannot bench them. You have to keep rolling them out there and hope for the best unless they've lost their job. Mike Evans was going to be fine. Great fantasy day for Jameis Winston, that's for sure. Um, he still took four sacks here, which you don't love, but 380 for three touchdowns, certainly fantastic there. Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber, look, Jones has been the better running back so far. I don't care what anybody says. It's shocking to me because I had written Ronald Jones off there. I was high on him, and, and in August, it does not look good in terms of the preseason. But so far, I think if I had to pick somebody out of this group, I think Ronald Jones eventually continues to play better and wins out because the yards per carry are much better. And I think he's got a better opportunity here going forward because of the investment they have in him as a young player. Yeah. And, and it'll, and look, I also will say that Winston for the most part looked much better this week, although he'd made a critical mistake again, that may have cost him the game, but look, the bottom line is he gave you 300 yards and three touchdowns. So that's a massive improvement for what he did in the first two weeks. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Winston at this point goes against subpar defenses and performs and against the good ones. They have to, Scale it back. Uh, no scaling back for Kyle Allen of the Carolina Panthers as they beat the Cardinals 38 to 20. It looks like the Cardinals are now headed directly in the uh, other direction. Allen threw for four touchdowns, 261 yards. Christian McCaffrey now emerges probably as the number one overall running back in fantasy, probably number one overall player behind Mahomes. Another touchdown, nearly 190 yards. Uh, Greg Olson scored twice. Uh, Kyler Murray, 173 yards. He threw two touchdowns, two picks. But again, the rushing yards are always going to be a factor with him. And he rushed for 69 yards yesterday. So that definitely added some fantasy points for him. Christian Kirk somehow 10 catches for 50 yards. <laughs> Fitz yeah. and DJ salvaged their days with touchdowns. Uh, David Johnson at this point is just like touchdown dependent because if he doesn't score, he's doing nothing. But uh, good game for Carolina, as we talked about at the top of the show. And Joe, we'll see what they uh, decide to do this week if they play him or not. And from Arizona's point of view, look, it looks like their defense is pretty porous, so they're going to be trailing in a lot of games, so the fantasy assets are there. Uh, you know, Kirk gave you a good PPR day, Fitz with a touchdown, David Johnson with a touchdown, and, and that's pretty much it. And I'm, I'm comfortable still playing those guys. Murray seems like a back-end QB1 because of the rushing yards. Uh, you know, again, the guy rushes for 50, 60 yards yeah, every you're game right. with five, six points. Yeah. You're right. It, it, it does kind of take away from David Johnson, though, a little bit. Because I oh, think he's, they feel he's like been they can, a disappointment. Yeah. He has been. I actually pulled off – someone offered me Frank Gore and carry on Johnson for DJ, and I took it this week. That's the one share that I have, and now I have zero shares of my dozen leagues that I'm in. Of of David Johnson, just because I think you're right. I think it is touchdown dependent. And I think when they drop Murray back, they look at it as, hey, you know, he could certainly run for six yards, too. So why not just keep dropping him back and, and play the odds there a little bit? Uh, good job there, too. Curtis Samuel getting a rebound, too, which I think was desperately needed. I think people who had Curtis Samuel were on the ledge. So him having a good game where 553 and a touchdown was a big deal. Uh, good day for DJ Moore, too. But McCaffrey, man, what what a what an absolute beast. And I'll tell you, you know, when you look at a guy like Kyle Allen who came out of this game, and I know it's only the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals aren't very good. But, man, when you look at a guy having a 144 passer rating and a 90 QBR, you get you got to argue, well, how how important is that going forward? How are we not going to – give this guy potentially a shot because I know he's Cam Newton and all these things, but look, Cam Newton comes with a ton of baggage. And at this point, I don't know if you're a better football team with him there at the helm of this position. And I don't know if it's a hot take. I know some people argue. Do you think that Cam Newton at this point is a, is a true QB one? Do you look at him that way? Uh, no, but I, but I also, if I'm the Panthers, I would absolutely put Cam Newton back in there when he's healthy and give him the opportunity that he's deserved for the last decade to continue 
But now that you know that you have Kyle Allen, at least from one week, he's serviceable. Look, it was it was the best matchup he could possibly ask for. It was that team. So we'll have to see going forward. But for me, in watching the game, what was what was really evident was just how comfortable he was in the red zone. You know, that to me was. I mean, he basically with goal. the two touchdowns too. I mean, incredible day he for him too. Good. He looked good. Kyle Allen looked good. It's the biggest surprise for me of the weekend, no doubt, was Kyle Allen. I mean, if Kyle Allen came out of that game with 200 yards, I think we did our over unders 200 yards and two touchdowns or touchdowns. That would have been fine. Four touchdowns in his first game, like, like again, where did this guy come from? Almost nowhere. But this is what happens. Guys start to emerge, and and I think that for sure in fantasy you want to pick him up and at least stash just to see what happens the rest of the season i don't know if you could start him but uh a definitely next week, great i think you could maybe. start him next week against the texans i don't know the texans defense is up and down <laughs> yeah on the, it's a little bit I, I even though i don't like houston at all i still think that that's a much tougher task it but, is but look mccaffrey is the best player best running back in the nfl right now with with barkley out that's it i mean he is number one and it's not close so as long as you have him, then you know yeah. that they're going to Well, that's the biggest sigh him. of relief, don't you think? Like all the McCaffrey owners going, oh, no, okay, we've downgraded the quarterback. What does this mean? It means nothing. McCaffrey's a beast. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's the best. All right, we'll take a quick time out here on the show. When we come back next, it is time to get into some of the other games in Fantasy 49ers and Steelers, Saints and Seahawks. Joe and Craig back after this. I'm going Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermofiltration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. 
So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. The morning after. You notice, like Daniel Jones, he just scans. He's like the Terminator. He only looks down the field. And what's amazing, though, on that touchdown pass to the corner of the end zone, right. he looks and he goes, you know what? He's going that way. I'm going to throw it perfectly on an angle that it's fading away from everybody. And it's mm-hmm. going to drop right where only my receiver can get it. That's why he's Danny Dimes. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. We got you here until 2 o'clock Eastern. And then we will send it over to full-time fantasy as we recap some of the games in fantasy from the weekend. And we've been focusing a lot on the later games on Sunday because those were the more exciting games. 49ers beat the Steelers 24-20. to uh, Kind of a wild ending in this one, too, to be honest. Dud of a game for the most part. Then the end got crazy. Uh, San Francisco's 3-0, so let's start with that. Give them a lot of credit. They also rushed for 168 yards again, so 250 last week, 168 this week. But it is a very unclear situation now at running back because it looks like the 49ers have decided that Jeff Wilson is their goal line guy. He scored twice more, <laughs> although Mostert looked good and Breida looked good, but uh, Wilson's the goal line guy. It, it has to be because he scored two times the week before. Uh, George Kittle, six catches, 57 yards for him. So at least he delivered something for you there yesterday. Uh, I watched Mason Rudolph. I did not think he was good. 174 yards, two touchdowns and one pick. And of those 174, 70 were on Juju's run, basically. So uh, I give a downgrade for Rudolph there. Uh, Juju, three catches, 81 yards. Deontay Johnson, I considered picking him up Sunday morning just as a flyer, and I did not. Perhaps I made a mistake there, but I'm not really sure because of the the quarterback there. But either way, with Moncrief not playing, it looks like anymore. Johnson certainly could become a bye week option. And then James Conner just did nothing. It looked like San Francisco decided, hey, look, it's going to have to be someone else that's going to beat us. Uh, early on, a lot of t- uh, three targets immediately for Vance McDonald. He got hurt. He went out, and then Rudolph couldn't do anything else. But Give credit where credit is due. No one had the 49ers being 3-0, and Joe, going into the season, and here they are. They basically have to win six games the rest of the year and get in the playoffs, so I'm going to give them credit, even though it was a very ugly game for them played yesterday. It was. I think you can pick up Deontay Johnson next week, though, against the Bengals, and I think he might be useful. I do. I think that's a, it's, uh, you know, like a spot start, like just streaming pitchers kind of thing. I think you yeah. can stream the wide receiver there, and that's an area. Uh, looking at the rest of this one, um, this three-headed monster, this running back team here is, is amazing. I mean, Mostert, Brita, and Wilson. It's funny because Jim Day on the, on the show on Sunday said to me, he goes, ah, it's really hard because I said start and sit Wilson. What do you do with him? He's like, oh, he's so touchdown dependent. He has to have two touchdowns to return value again. And there he is again having two touchdowns. It's unbelievable. My question to you is, you know, they targeted Kittle eight times. He caught six balls for 57. But we have yet to this season have a George Kittle game and there were a lot of people chirping, thinking that, you know, George Kittle could be the number one overall tight end. Where are you at with George Kittle if you're a George Kittle owner? I mean, clearly he still has the talent to be a top three tight end, but so far the productivity hasn't been there. Are you in panic mode? Would you package George Kittle and 
take a Waller and another piece and just kind of move on because you think maybe with Garoppolo, he's not quite the same fantasy entity he was last year without him. I'd still feel very confident with him. They've they've been very running. They've okay. been running over teams. They're not. They ran over the Steelers. They ran over the Bengals. They ran over Tampa. Okay. When they start playing good teams, this is they are not going to average 200 rushing yards a game, and Garoppolo is going to need to throw more. And that's that's good what point. will happen. And I think I've, I will. Kittle be number one overall. I have no idea, but I would say for I would say he would be a buy low, honestly, for me. I give San Francisco a lot of credit. They are three and zero. They played three bad teams. They played well, yeah. uh, they they played a Bengals team that hasn't won. They played a Steelers team that hasn't won. They played a Tampa team that's won once. I mean, that's a combined, what, uh, one and eight? I mean, they yeah, and they have one. the Browns coming to San Francisco next week. And I don't know yeah. if the Browns are a very good football team. They, they didn't look good at all. So, <laughs> so you know that you know what? That trend could continue. They could you know, Kittle could have another bad game, but I still would buy low on him. Well, then you're way. looking at 10, 13, the Rams in L.A. Oh, so yeah. What you, you think they're going to rush for 200 yards on them? No way. He's going to have to throw. Kittle will be fine. Okay. Uh, Saints and Seahawks, uh, 33-27. This was a head scratcher early on. And to be honest, I did not watch this uh, from start to finish like I watched some of the other games because I was focused on some other ones. This was over quick. Uh, a little bit of a head scratcher with the Saints going into Seattle and dominating. I don't think anybody knew that would happen. I mean, a chance certainly to win and play well, but everyone said Bridgewater won't play well. He, you know, he didn't play fantastic, but he did enough to win. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 92 receiving yards, 69 rushing yards. That's a great sign for him because I was concerned that that would, that would hurt him. Uh, Teddy B, two touchdowns. Uh, Michael Thomas, his day was salvaged with a one-yard touchdown. Thank goodness for him. And in terms of Seattle, you couldn't have asked for more because it was just all garbage time all day long. 50 passes for Russell Wilson, 400 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Tyler Lockett is like the n- number two wide receiver in the NFL in fantasy right now. 11 more catches, 100. Yeah, huge yards. day. Mm-hmm. He's been, listen, he's just he's just great. That's all there is to it. Uh, Carson was a disappointment for me. This is going to hurt me if Carson doesn't end up being good this year. I have him a lot, but he it's didn't a fumble. It's it's the fumble too. It's another fumble, and that's my concern because because I I'm in agreement with you that they I don't have anyone to be the guy. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. Penny didn't play this week, but it seemed like they were like, you know what? Let's not push him because he has a history of injury. That seemed to be the buzz coming out of camp. But maybe this was a harbinger of bad things to come because earlier in this game, you had uh, Pete Carroll getting hit in the face with a ball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that or not, yeah, but did, that, was, yeah, yeah. that was pretty hilarious slash ugly slash hilarious again. But Carson fumbling this ball really, I think, kind of turned this game. And that Saints defense showed up and they needed them to show up a little bit too. This was a big win for them in Seattle, a tough place to go in and win. And you're right. The garbage time is great for fantasy. Russell Wilson owners are happy. Tyler Lockett owners were absolutely thrilled because after that first game where Lockett had one catch for the touchdown, you're like, Oh my God, are we going to have a repeat? And then he has back-to-back games where he's got over he's been great. Uh, double digit catches. That's incredible. But man, oh man, I'll tell you what, I'd be adding a lot of Rashad Penny this week if he's still out there on the waiver wire, just because like, I don't know at this point how confident they are in Chris Carson, because when you start fumbling the football and you start losing coaching confidence, that really starts to kill your fantasy value. Yeah, I'm not worried at all about Penny. I'm just more worried about Carson. I mean, I, you know, again, I don't think you go from inactive Joe to being a featured guy. Uh, I'm not saying going to feature guy, but I think you pick him up. It's more of a long play than a short one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe it'll sort itself out, but I'm not a fan of what I've seen from Carson. And again, this is like when Adrian Peterson was inactive for Washington and came back. It's the same thing for me. I, I think that Seattle is punted on Penny and ProSize actually played a little bit. Right. So I don't know. It's it's well, muddled. Yeah. It's muddled at best. Uh, Seattle scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. Wow. 
That's yeah, garbage time. Unbelievable. That perfect garbage time for you. Okay, uh, let's move on to the Texans and Chargers. Chargers blow another lead. <laughs> like every week. They were up 17-7 to in this one. Deshaun Watson came all the way back throwing for 350 yards. And it was strange because their running backs did nothing. Duke Johnson's like a forget about it. Uh, Carlos Hyde scored a touchdown. And uh, Hopkins was okay, but the, the big star of this game will be the number one pickup, I think, in fantasy this week. Jordan Akins, who I honestly never heard of until this week. Two touchdowns, and now, like a Hawkinson, everyone is going to run to pick this guy up. Maybe he's good. I don't know, but that but the stats were there. He, he had three catches. He had two touchdowns. Uh, for, for the Chargers, Eckler had seven receptions, so that, of course, saved his day. But Keenan Allen was the big story there. Uh, Chargers, this was, I, I thought the Chargers would beat the Texans because I'm anti-Texans, but I should have known that up 17-7 is not enough for the Chargers to blow a game, and that's what happened yesterday. No, it's not. An upset special again this week. Last week was Detroit on the wagering show with Mike Randall and myself that we do for Lions Star this week. It was this game. It was the Texans with the three and a half, and and the Texans to win outright, and they did. And I'll tell you what, Kenny Stills catching four balls too. Let's not forget he had 12 PPR points, so so much for him being a useless fantasy entity because he keeps throwing up there. Now, Aikens, I don't know. I think this was a matchup situation where they were just picking on somebody and they just said, you know what, let's just keep – it's working. Let's just keep going there, and they did. Uh, I was looking for Watson to have a big day. I thought Hopkins would too. Unfortunately, he did not, and that's a bummer. Uh, six for 67 is good, but it's not good by DeAndre Hopkins standard. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a bummer there. You know, Eckler up until this point has been the highest fantasy running back in terms of PPR points today. Oh, should I say yesterday? Nine for 36, but uh, seven for 45. Do you think the window here for Eckler uh, in after those first two games may be kind of no, turning the other way? No. Do you sell high on Eckler? No, not at all. Okay. I think I think he's fine. And again, if if you're if you're guaranteeing me five six receptions from Eckler every game, he'll still always grade out as the worst in RB two. Uh, you know, obviously it depends on what somebody's willing to give you for him. If it's a Barkley owner that's desperate at this point and they have nothing else, but I still think Eckler is very valuable the rest of the season. I would not be uh, punting on him at all. Uh, Bills twenty one, Bengals seventeen. The Buffalo Bills. Sean Guastamaki, our producer, his Buffalo Bills. Are three and zero yeah. on the season. Wow! So their over under for the season was seven, and that looks like some good money at this point. If you got it, uh, Josh Allen, two hundred forty three yards. Frank Gore, who will never go away, seventy six yards and a touchdown. The Bengals offensively, Joe, uh, pretty much a yuck day until the fourth quarter. Joe Mixon saved his day with a touchdown. We talked about this a few weeks ago. This dude's going to hold out next year. I don't see any way that this guy decides to play out his final year on this team. And, Joe, the Bills look like they're formidable. They don't really provide a ton of fantasy value. You can't really start any of their wide receivers at all. Josh Allen is not really a QB1, not really in fantasy. But, but man, they just, they just play these grind-out type games. And I think the lesson learned from this one, especially as it comes to Cincinnati, especially from a wagering perspective, is if Buffalo six or seven-point favorites are probably not going to cover. But if they play in these close games... Right. They they have this innate ability somehow to to win these these tight ones. And so, uh, you know, they won't be exciting the entire year. But look, they'll probably give New England a run for it at some point in terms of a game. You know, they'll play. They won't win the division, 
But the Bills will probably play New England tough in a game this year. They look like a tough team. Oh, absolutely. They played them tough last year. I expect them to be. And this is one of the better defenses out there. And I think they found the formula, which is run the football, let Josh Allen make a couple plays. And when Josh Allen makes a play, he has there's something about that, especially when you're at home, where there's a little bit of that momentum switch. And Josh Allen's been able to do that last year. He did it a bunch with his legs. Uh, this year, it's been more with the arm, but at the same time, you look nine for 46 on the ground yesterday for him, uh, a good outing. I, I will respectfully disagree that you can't start some of the wide receivers because John Brown first two games was absolutely brilliant. You could have rolled him out. Even in this one, he had nine points PPR Cole Beasley had uh, 12 points in PPR full point PPR here with his eight catches. So I don't know if you can, you know, you love them in a, in a 10 team league, but in a, anything 12 and over, uh, especially in a flex spot, if you're looking, especially now with bye weeks coming up, I think these guys, you can start out there. But it's all about the defense here in Buffalo, and you're 100% right. From a wagering standpoint, so far this year, you've had to like the matchups. Now that they're 3-0, I wonder how those lines start to change as we go yeah, well, forward. This week, they were you know, too big of a favorite. I mean, I mean, you can't lay seven points with a defensive no. team in Cincinnati. No, you can't. Cincinnati was as bad as it got, but they covered, and that's going to be the danger zone. They're going to play against Miami at home. They're going to play against the Jets at home. They're going to be... Uh, you know, two touchdown favorite against Miami when they play the Jets will be seven and a half or eight points. And it's probably safe to go with the dogs at that point because uh, Buffalo basically knew they had the game won when it was 14, nothing, but Cincinnati was able to, to come back and cover in that one. Okay. We got the best of the first hour coming up next, coming up in hour number two. We still have not touched yet on last night's game, the Sunday night game, as well as, some of the other performances that we saw yesterday in fantasy. Uh, also, a little bit later in the show, we'll preview the Monday night football game between the Bears and Redskins. Uh, talk a little baseball here on the show as well. And also the Emmys were last night. And of course, Joe's a big Game of Thrones fan. So we'll talk about who ended up winning what. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizapia. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our show if you're listening on iTunes or Android. Make sure you give us five stars, throw our names in the description if you wouldn't mind. And if you're listening on the FNTSY app, also just as good. Every day we have the show posted online for you within an hour of it ending. And if you subscribe to the show, usually within two hours, you get it sent right to your phone or tablet or however you listen to your podcast. We'll be right back with the best of the first hour. Then coming up next in hour number two, we dive into the Vikings and Raiders. Don't go away. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. 
I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. Daniel Jones hopefully will be added by you know everybody in every league, but yeah, I think, Joe, the big question is with Barkley out now, uh, where do the Giants go at running back, and can this, guy, this kid Wayne Gallman, who got his opportunity a couple of years ago, didn't really make the most of it, looked okay, no. Uh, but they used some other guys there, if I'm not mistaken, even with yeah. him in behind him. So Wayne Wayne Gallman, yeah, it was like the Paul Perkins era. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne Gallman's not a thing, I don't think. I mean, if you're desperate for running back, okay, I can understand it. But Darius Slayton also had a very good game in this one too, and he was uh, got a fair amount of action too. Five targets, got three of them for 82. So that's another guy. If you're in deeper leagues, maybe this is a player that Jones feels comfortable with. So you got to take advantage of these things early on, like the shark thing with Minshew. First shot out of the gate there. And, uh, you know, with Mike Evans, Mike Evans was literally ill and like practically on, you know, <laughs> like I, he was on all kinds of antibiotics, all these things to try to play week one. Then he had the short week. And I saw people everywhere yesterday saying, oh, my God, FML, I can't believe I benched Mike Evans. Why would you ever bench Mike Evans, especially against the Giants defense? I don't understand this. These are people who overreact. If you drafted a player in the first three rounds, you cannot bench them. You have to keep rolling them out there and hope for the best unless they've lost their job. Mike Evans was going to be fine. Great 
fantasy day for Jameis Winston, that's for sure. Um, he still took four sacks here, which you don't love, but 380 for three touchdowns, certainly fantastic there. And we'll be right back with more fantasy sports today, hour number two, if you're listening live or if you're listening on demand. This is FNTSY Radio, Craig Mish, Fantasy Sports Today.